0: Welcome to Magnify. This podcast is brought to you by the Moody's Analytics Accelerator. I'm your host, Caroline Waters. Join me as I interview leading experts, and together we'll explore how innovation, technology, and culture is driving new trends, new expectations, and new ways of working. Perhaps many of you work for large corporations like Moody's, where numerous business units focus on specific objectives, making it easy to break workflows up into silos. Of course there are benefits to a team focusing on certain tasks, but what if there was a way to more visibly share ideas and cross-collaborate with peers you may have never even met before? In March of 2020, the Moody's Analytics Accelerator decided to launch a program where any idea could be shared at any time. We called this initiative Imagine 365, where every idea has its day. We created an online competition where employees from around the globe submitted 55 new product ideas. Other employees posted comments on those ideas, asked questions, and shared their feedback. The top-rated ideas filtered through a series of phases until we were left with the strongest ones. These ideators went on to present their ideas to a small group of senior Moody's leaders. From there, a winning idea was determined. We had many goals in creating the Imagine 365 challenge, but I wanted to know straight from the source what it was really like for our ideators. Diego Mastroianni shed some light on what this process looked like for him.
1: My name is Diego Mastroianni. Starting at the beginning of 2020, I moved to a position called a Senior Services Strategist, uh, which is basically uh, trying to uh, come up with different uh, services offerings for clients instead of having very specific um, uh, solutions for each client individually, which don't really scale up, uh, to have some kind of packages, some kind of uh, solutions that could uh, really benefit uh, many more clients so that we can be more efficient faster and uh, all the good stuff
0: that's great so it sounds like you've been mm-hmm. with moody's for quite a while and you've kind of already been in that innovation space now too that in your new role and everything maybe you mm-hmm. could talk to us about imagine 365 what was that experience like for you
1: sure so uh i also uh been familiar with uh innovation contests uh, in the past so i uh, when I said I was on and off, so I, I went uh, back to school to do um, a PhD in management and I studied a lot, um, a particular theme that is called uh, user and open innovation. So innovation that comes from either the, the users of the product or whatever that you, uh, the company is, is producing and uh, or open meaning outside of the boundaries of the, the organization. Uh, so, I, and, and I think uh, it really, uh, I mean, one of the key uh, elements on this is is opening contests opening uh, these um, um, initiatives that are outside of our regular work so innovation is kind of happening all the time but it's really trying to structure and saying okay let's start a dialogue let's start this conversation with people from different parts of the organization so it's not necessarily open to outside world but it's really open to so many different uh, uh, I think silos and, and different uh, uh, parts of the organization that are not necessarily visible on our daily work. I mean, Moody's being such a large organization, uh, so I think uh, it was. Uh, uh, I was familiar with the concept, but uh, and, and I thought it was great for us to have it, uh, and I was, I was very glad to to participate and look at others' uh, ideas and and see. I mean, again, uh, some there is so much um, potential uh, uh, for for new products, new new services that are there, but we never have the time to invest and to think about it and how to, to develop it. So it really provides this great forum to, um, to bring those uh, ideas together.
0: That's great. Do you feel like when you were able to participate and uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about your idea as well, do you think you were able to kind of share that and get feedback from people that maybe mm-hmm. you don't normally get to work with?
1: Uh, definitely yes. So uh, I think again, they're, they're being with the company for a long time, and uh, there are a lot of things that sometimes you think, oh, it would be great if we did this, or it would be great to. Uh, and sometimes you talk to one person, but you never really have the time to push it forward and develop. And sometimes it's not a such a great idea, and uh, but you you keep it for a while. So actually, it, it provides us maybe step number two and three that we can actually socialize it a little bit more. And then, um, again, if it's not that great, okay, uh, we'll put it aside and, and think of the next idea. And then there's some cross-fertilization as well. Um, so I, uh, I I think I had the, this idea, and it was not necessarily an idea for a, a different product that we should do market and, and package and market to clients, but uh, really how we should organize internally to... Uh, to to um, uh, have different ways of, of creating products, right? So uh, today it's so much uh, departmentalized, and the, uh, I mean, it, it's been in the last uh, global uh, town hall that we have, uh, we're trying to break the silos. I think it's, uh, it's it's easier said than done, of course, uh, but uh, everybody's aware of it. Everybody uh, sees the need of um, kind of going across those different uh, areas of the organization. Uh, So my idea was, again, I was trying to come up with a few uh, mechanisms to make that happen, um, which was uh, promoting some kind of, uh, um, uh, not internship, but some kind of rotation that you do in different uh, parts of the organization or some feedback loop uh, mechanisms uh, between uh, people who are at the front lines, uh, working with the product, with the client, and bringing that knowledge back to product in a more dynamic way, right? So there is a process, but it's so long. And when that information reaches back and gets uh, put it in, back into the product, it's kind of too late, the market has moved already. So it, w- it was really in this vein, that, that I, I, uh, uh, I tried to participate. And then, uh, but the, the surprises, again, when you're there, and then you read everybody's ideas, and you participate in the uh, walkthroughs, people are explaining their ideas, you learn so much. So that's really an enriching experience.
0: Like, what was your, what was your favorite part about the experience overall with Imagine365? Uh,
1: I think, well, there's two components, right? One was, again, forcing me to structure it a little bit instead of just saying, yeah, I have this wonderful thing and we'll change. Well, at least uh, you, you you try a little bit more and then you see, oh, maybe it's not that easy after all, or um, or it would be better with. I don't know those elements, and then you you learn. So that that I think uh, forcing us to to formalize, to write something, to pitch it, it it's really a great exercise for us to to um, uh, make the idea more mature. Uh, that's one, and then the other. I think is really yeah the the socialization part where we uh, again people will. Uh, will give their, their honest feedback and say, yeah, this is great for this, this and that, or actually this is missing. Um, and the, uh, another surprise for me was also uh, learning that a few things that I was thinking were novel or different, people were saying, oh, but you haven't heard of this. We're doing this in this part of the organization. Maybe we should uh, uh, connect. And I was like, great. If it is already happening, then, I mean, why haven't I heard about it before, right? So, uh, so being this hub, and then with people that are interested in the same things, you can give, providing a forum that, that connect us, uh, that was really uh, a, a great part of the experience.
0: Diego spoke highly of the collaborative benefits of Imagine 365. But I did recognize there was a significant level of vulnerability in putting your idea out there and attaching your name to it for everyone in Moody's Analytics to see and react to. How were our idea owners going to feel about receiving direct feedback in such an open forum?
2: Um, my name is Mingzi. I'm a financial engineer on the structure team. I have been with Moody's for um, over
0: six or five, uh, almost six years this year. You came up with a couple of different ideas. What inspired you to suggest those um, new ideas?
2: So um I submitted two ideas. Um the first one was uh because we we had um small POC in the Shenzhen hack day last year. Um we cuz we really like the idea. We want to promote it to a broader audience because the hack day was only in the Shenzhen office. So we would like to get more feedback and see how how um how it's leading to so i think uh imagine 365 is a good platform um for this that's why i submitted the first idea
0: so one of your ideas actually progressed all the way to the final evaluation phase and we were kind of uh, brand new and planning this out. So we sprung a few uh, last minute things on our idea owners, like with these elevator pitches. What was it like presenting to a panel of experts?
3: Uh,
2: it's quite, um, they're more serious than what I thought. I mean, just their, their facial expression. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see what, what their expression on the, on the, on Zoom. So they're like, like a poker face. <laughs> <laughs> and that, I mean, it's not just, it's just, it's not just me. So it's like they're, they're adding the same after all
0: the presenters. Yeah, I was kind of surprised too. I didn't realize it. I mean, like I, I knew that they were seriously evaluating ideas, but yeah, they took it, they took their roles very seriously in evaluating these ideas. Did any of the questions that they asked you um, catch you by surprise, or did you feel um, like you were ready to answer them, or was there, what was that like?
2: So they are very straightforward and right to the, the point. So they were, they're like very think If they don't think your idea, um, uh is going anywhere or they don't agree with certain things they just, just point out uh straight. But I think this is good because um you it's a practice to to face this kind of uh direct feedback.
0: Out of the whole experience, what was your favorite part about it?
2: Mm, the favorite part is um to have my co-workers to provide a feedback. But I think this is uh, related to the constructive feedback I just mentioned, because um, some people, um, they don't want, they might not want to hurt your feeling. So they, or, or maybe they mean it, they, they mean this is a good idea as well. So they would say something nice. It's a, it's a great idea, uh, such and such. And I, and I do really appreciate that. And some people, they would um, they have different thinking, they have different thought or some perspective that I never thought of. So um, so it's good that they also uh, came up and tell you, hey, um, I think um, this certain thing might not work because such and such. And they would say, if you can um, um, do this and that, then it might, or you can like, have more use case or, or be more uh, focused on the user experience or customer's uh, demands that might be, I'm just giving like random example, so that might make your idea better.
0: Frankly, I could probably use more of Xi's perspective when accepting constructive feedback in my own pursuits. But I was energized by her ability to see feedback as a way of making ideas stronger. And I was reminded by another idea owner that she wasn't really in this alone in submitting her idea. She felt the gravity of her whole team supporting her.
4: My name is Fola Elami and I work with uh, Moody's Analytics on the Learning Solutions team. And what I do is uh, basically putting together content for our e-learning programs, um, uh, Subject Matter expert in Credit Risk. So I'm mainly responsible for our e-learning programs and content around credit risk.
0: So what was this experience like for you overall? For me, it was really,
4: um, I would say it was an eye opener. It was an, uh, it was, uh, an engaging experience. And it also sort of pushed me to go beyond what I would normally do and think outside the box. So when I saw it, you know, over the years I've I've been saying Imagine 365, but I never really like did anything about it but this year I, I was really curious I wanted to know what it was about and I wanted to you know take part in it so I literally uh, when the email came in I, I tagged it that I was gonna look at it before the the deadline and on the actual uh, date I was gonna end that we meant to submit the ideas I just went in and I thought, you know, why don't I just type away? And that was how I got typing. And, and you know, it's something that I, I, I was always passionate about is gaming. I love gaming. I, it's something I do on my, you know, daily basis. I do it with my kids to sort of give them points, to get home chores done and all of that. So I thought, you know, why don't we introduce that into our e-learning uh, trainings? And I know that a lot of, uh, you know, learning apps these days are are putting in gamification experiences in there. So that was how I wrote the idea and somehow I got shortlisted.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you did really well. So you mentioned your idea kind of had to do with gamification and e-learning. Can you talk to us a little bit more about specifically what your idea was? Yeah, my
4: idea was around how we can use gamification concepts like um you know the, the concept of having badges um having instant reward with, with you know learning in bite size uh, rather than waiting for the user to take a whole course to then get a certification um at the end of the, the training program so that was that was the idea literally and you know i just thought you know we have you know this powerful content we have all this content within the moody's library but it's then packaging that in small sizes and adding the fun, you know, gamified experience to it. And that can actually get clients to keep coming back. And I just thought, you know, why can't we explore that? And, and that's why I put in the idea.
0: And I mean, at least for me, for as like a learner, I love learning things in more easy to digest pieces of information. And then you add a level of gaming on top of that. And then it's just fun. It's not yeah. as daunting. So, um, so that's, that's all great. And your idea did very well, it made it to the finals. And maybe you could talk a little bit about what that was like, we set up all of these elevator pitches where you presented it to a panel of experts. What was that experience like?
4: It was my first elevator speech, (laughs) Uh, elevator pitch experience. And I had to do a bit of uh, research to find out, you know, what is elevator pitch about? How can I, you know, Put it out there. What can I put into my presentation to make it, you know, eye catching and and make it, you know, pop as it were? And I also actually uh, asked some of my team members uh, within the design team, uh, within our project management team and those that have worked with apps in the past. I sort of you know got them all together on a call on Zoom, and they all gave me their ideas and feedback on my presentation and and I then used that to make it better and it was like really intense actually, <laughs> but it was a fun experience yeah uh, so yeah it, it was it was really good, having all that you know input from different Parts of the organization and and, you know other team members also contributing to it and you know I also had the support from um, my team's uh, managing director Samantha Hall and you know she was like you know you can also have this and she gave me the numbers as well to add to it and it was like everyone was rooting for it so it was it was really a good experience it it also got me you know talking to a lot more people within my team whom I might have never really you know talked to one on one in the past because they do more of the techy stuff and then he also got me you know to do to also practice my presentation skills and uh, got to answer various questions from you know senior managers within Moody's whom I had to present the idea to you know it was it was a really good experience I enjoyed it.
0: Out of everything what do you think your favorite experience or your favorite part about the whole experience was?
4: Hmm (laughs) That's a tough one that I think <laughs> about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say that it was getting the opportunity to present um, at that level to, you know, uh, senior managers that I never would have, you know, had an opportunity to even, you know, interact with in my day-to-day job because they work in a different section of Moody's because the organization is so big, right? And, you know, having that opportunity to pitch an idea to them and also get their feedback and their input and and see you know how they're also thinking about it in terms of how it fits in with other things that Moody's is doing as an organization not just thinking about it from the learning part of alone but also you know wider across the organization how we can actually use it that was really yeah it was that was interesting for me I I found that yeah really useful I I I like that was my you know, the best
0: part for me, I think. Oh, that's great. I love hearing that. Yeah, because not only did you get that exposure with senior leaders when you were pitching, but so many people saw your idea. They like commented on it. They rated it. They, you know, they saw it. There was visibility there. So I, I love that. And
4: actually, just to add to that, I actually, you know, it was interesting, the, the idea of having that on the site, because on the site, you also get people who, you know, comment and give you ideas. So there was this particular person that actually commented on my post. And he gave me, you know, podcast links uh, that I could actually listen to. And I found that really helpful, like listening to the podcast, actually bought a book off Amazon on his recommendation as well. Yeah. After listening to the podcast, you know, the podcast was really good. And then I bought the book off Amazon and I read the book in one go and you know, it, it was, you know, written by, um, a, a lady who is actually one of the pioneers of gamification and she's, you know, been a proponent and she gave a lot of, you know, I got, you know, my, I literally, my, my eyes got open to a lot more possibilities like using, gamification even for uh, treating you know, psychological issues and so okay. many other fields that are already using gamification. And, uh, you know, and I wasn't even aware of that. And I was just thinking so small.
0: <laughs> it quickly became clear to me how much employees needed this program. Imagine 365 allowed them to visibly share their ideas, collaborate closely with other employees, accept direct feedback, refine their ideas, and feel the support of colleagues cheering them on. But now you may be wondering, after all of this, what was our winning idea?
3: Doug Johnson, I have been with Moody's, formerly Web Equity, just going into 27 years. Uh, My role here at the organization is an ag strategist and that means that I do a lot of the public-facing engagements. I do a lot of conference speaking, um, state, regional, national events, graduate school of banking, work with colleges, universities, as well as in-house lender and producer meetings. And I also, as I travel throughout the road, I also bring back concepts and challenges our ag industry is facing, and I work with our product teams, innovation teams, to try and bring uh, Moody's knowledge and skills, put that into some form of software that can help both lenders and producers in the industry.
0: Great, and so when you say you're an ag specialist, for those of us that might feel a little bit less familiar, what does that mean?
3: Oh, that's a great question. So basically, My brother and I own our fourth generation family farm that dates back to 1888. My son lives on the farm, fifth generation there. And the agriculture is where farmers go and drive the tractor through the fields, plant the crops, raise the livestock, and take it to market. So basically, my passion is all around production agriculture, keeping farmers farming, having, helping ag lenders help producers transition their operation to the next generation.
0: I love that. And I, th- I love that that is like such a, a part of like your are um, embedded in your DNA practically. So, um, so I think this leads in nicely. We just launched our first season of the Imagine 365 Challenge. You submitted an idea. Can you talk to us about what your idea was?
3: The the predictive ag analytics was the idea that I submitted and it was born out of the challenges that ag producers, farmers, ag lenders are facing today. Today in agriculture, we are very stressed on profitability. Farmers are at best making, breaking even, And a lot of producers have been losing working capital and equity year over year, roughly since 2013. And it's for a variety of reasons. We had the trade war, the trade renegotiations. Uh, We've had weather climate impact that has really uh, disrupted the yields. We've had COVID impact our ethanol plants. We've had COVID impact packing plants where now you can't even sell the produce that you've raised. So my goal, the intent of this predictive ag analytics is have Moody's provide a tool that both lenders and producers can access, collaborate together, and start to pre-identify risk, look for opportunities where maybe there are some markets that they haven't thought about, and do a better job of managing the business while looking for other forms of profitability.
0: I love that. I mean, it's really tackling such a real world, real world problem, Um, especially in COVID times too. It's, It's particularly heightened and I love it. And I know I wasn't alone in loving that idea. In fact, you were our winner. So what was it like when you found out that you won? What went through your head?
3: I was shocked because when I went into this, I didn't really know the concept. I didn't understand maybe what were the expectations, what is Moody's looking for for an investment for the company and for the industry. I wasn't necessarily, I definitely wasn't planning on winning, but uh, very, very fortunate when the announcement came out, I just sat back in my chair and went, wow because the ideas that were submitted through the accelerator team and the Imagine 365, Carolyn, they were really good ideas. There were industry movers that if we do those, it will definitely benefit borrowers, lenders, our customers and Moody's. So I was shocked and really honored that um, Moody's felt there's enough value in this concept to help our industry, there are less than 2% of the U.S. population are producers. And that is shrinking uh, year over year as the producers get older. And so are having smaller farms, fewer family farms like my brother and I own. So for Moody's to step back and say, we need to help do our part to save the industry, that says a lot.
0: The Moody's Analytics Accelerator fast-tracks innovation to explore and develop the next generation of Moody's Analytics solutions. The Accelerator identifies new business opportunities and rapidly prototypes ideas, partnering with startups to build transformational new products. To learn more about innovation at Moody's, please visit accelerator.moodysanalytics.com. I'll be honest. My background in agricultural lending was virtually non-existent. But we in the Moody's Analytics Accelerator knew that there was meat to this idea and that it had the potential to positively impact our customers. To make this Imagine 365 Challenge successful, we awarded Doug with an awesome grand prize. This challenge was never meant to simply be a repository of great ideas it was meant to facilitate action. Doug was invited to participate in a week-long design sprint of his idea. We partnered with our friends at Rocket Insights to brainstorm our thoughts and create a prototype.
5: My name is Nathan. I am a product designer at Rocket Insights. I have been with the company for about two years and I have been doing um, all different kinds of design for my whole career, but have recently landed in more of the product space uh, with Rocket, who does exclusively um, app design and development. Um, And uh, I am also a sprint facilitator, which is what I did with Moody's and something that I very much enjoy uh, working with people, collaborating in rooms, um, coming up with cool novel solutions. So uh, that's my bread and butter and what I like to do every day.
0: You've, you've talked a little bit about Rocket Insights. So what does Rocket Insights do with its customers?
5: So the, the short pitch is we design apps for mobile voice and web. I mean, that's like pretty much how we sell it to to everybody in, in, a, in a couple of words. Um, but really, I, I think that what's interesting about Rocket as a product development agency exclusively is that we're bringing like a very um, tight group of expertise, into the, you know, into our client engagements where we're not promising to do everything, but we're promising to do, you know, one thing or like a set of things really, really well. Um, Building products is really different than other areas of design, Um, whether it's, you know, kind of the branding space or motion space or, um, you know, web design and development specifically, like um, not so much web products, but websites basically. Um, and you know, the level of complexities and the people you need involved and kind of the, um, the different challenges and tasks that go into actually developing uh, digital software is like a totally different skill Um, I personally really enjoy it because for me, it's like a little bit more objective when it comes to design, which can sometimes be very subjective. Um, because you know, really you're building something for users, testing that, seeing if it works and you get an actual real answer. Um, and so that's what, that's what Rocket does. I mean, that's what we do day in and day out is, um, you know, work with clients from all different industries to build products for mobile voice and web, um, which, you know, includes things like web apps and, um, you know, miscellaneous things here and there that kind of intersect in the digital space as well, um. You know, we've done software for physical devices that, you know, have a digital component or like an app counterpart, all kinds of different things in in that realm as well. So, um,
0: yeah. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, and we loved working with you guys. So, maybe you could also talk us through um, what, uh, what that week looks like for a design spread. What is a design spread? What each day kind of looks like?
5: Yeah, absolutely. So... The Google Ventures Design Sprint was um, kind of coined and and really kind of came from uh, Jake Knapp, who was a um, designer facilitator at the Google Ventures uh, Accelerator. And um, it really is a methodology for solving or maybe even getting clarity on a certain challenge uh, very, very quickly and and relatively low cost. And by cost, I mean both monetarily, but also just time costs, right? the the real kind of core of the design sprint is to focus a team around a certain problem and then ultimately develop a prototype to test that problem um and by problem i mean it could be like testing something against one of the biggest risks of a product like you know a team comes to us and says you know, we have this idea and we think that it's going to be very valuable, but here's one of our biggest risks and kind of aligning the team around that risk and saying, okay, well, let's build a prototype to see if we can test that to some degree and get a better idea of like, how risky is this? You know, how, you know, how challenging will this be to overcome? And then ultimately, um, you end with an actual, you know, set of user tests. And this happens over the course of a week. So it's very, very fast. It's very intense. As you know, um, it's all day, every day, um, you know, day in and day out, just kind of working through different exercises to gain alignment, um, sketching ideas to kind of brainstorm everybody's perspective and, and different points of view, and then ultimately kind of building a real prototype. Um, and that building the prototype building for us is something that, um, you know, we kind of take over for that process. But the best part about design sprints is anybody can do them. Um, you don't have to be a designer. The prototype doesn't have to be digital. You know, it can be anything, any problem. It's really just a framework for kind of saying, all right, we're stumped on this. How do we like get unstuck? How do we move forward? How do we look into the future at, you know, very quickly and at low cost? Um, so that's that's like design sprinting at, at a high level. Um, the design sprint day by day is broken down um, into five days because it's a week long. The first day is really about gaining consensus around the problem and really understanding what that problem is and what our goal as an outcome is. So you kind of start at the end on Monday and you work with the team to come up with that long-term goal and you ask a lot of questions. Monday is just questions after questions after questions. You even interview experts on Monday, uh, people who might have a little bit more expertise in the subject matter or the you know they might be people who are very knowledgeable stakeholders. Uh, but you're really trying to just dive in deep for lots of insight and get the team united around that problem. So at the end of Monday, you pick a target, so to speak, which is um, really just focusing on one piece of like the greater whole that you think that you can build a prototype around. Tuesday is sketching, uh, which is my favorite day because you take the team through a bunch of sketching exercises. You make artists out of everybody. Um, It's really fun and collaborative and uh, they're, you know, it, It starts to bring a lot of color to a very nebulous first day on Monday, which kind of leaves everyone feeling like, okay, where are we right now, you know. Uh, And then Tuesday, you start to actually put that into form, which is great. Wednesday, you actually start to do some deciding stuff. Um, So basically, you take all the sketches and the outputs of Tuesday, and you start to kind of really funnel that down um, to figure out what are the best ideas or the ideas that we think we really need to build into this prototype. We really need to make sure that we test these ideas. We think they're really promising and we think there could be some value there, right? Um, Thursday is the prototyping day. So that's when the team or the designers or whoever kind of is on the hook for collaborating on the prototype come together for the whole day and just crush a prototype, which is a lot of fun, but also very intense. Um, And then Friday you get Real users together in some kind of scenario, whether you know you're just testing an app and you're doing it like remotely, or you're sitting with someone, or you know your test requires a certain scenario in a setting and you have to be somewhere to really get the full force of of that moment. Um, but yeah, and then you test it on Friday and you come out with an idea of not only did that work or not work, you know, or were we on point or totally off base, um, and then ultimately it hopefully gives you a sense of where to move from there, right? It gives you clarity on the next steps. Um, So yeah, that's that's a design sprint in a nutshell.
0: I was lucky enough to be a participant of this design sprint process, and Doug's enthusiasm and extensive agricultural knowledge made this experience that much more rewarding. What was the design sprint experience like for you? Had you ever done anything like that before?
3: Uh, It was an awesome process, I want to start out like that. I cannot tell you what a thought-provoking team-building process that we went through. The people on the accelerator team, Rocket Insights, really had very little ag exposure. And day one, it was a five-day process, basically all day long, uh, five days. There was an education that needed to be done. What is ag production? What does this mean? What are the challenges? What, what are the impacts uh, both to the farmer but also to the lenders and to Moody's? How do you do 40 hours, hypothetically, 40 hours of Zoom meeting in one week and not fry your head by Tuesday afternoon? It was phenomenal. The structure was broken into, here's how we need to get accomplishments done for each little section, very well organized. On day one, I couldn't believe this. Day one, everybody said, okay, I presented the concept. Here's what I'm proposing. Everybody took notes that was on the Accelerator Rocket team, and they said, this is what we think we heard. This is what we think the benefit is, And then we all shared those concepts the first day in the afternoon then we called some customers and said here's the concept what do you think it means what do you think we should consider as we build this clickable prototype Tuesday everybody gets together and they start putting little virtual sticky pads all over the screen and say well this is a theme this is a theme how do you organize and structure everything together Wednesday We kept going through that process. Thursday, the Rocket Insights team said, time out, I'm gonna build some basic clickable prototype. We're gonna review it on Friday. Friday morning, we review it. We call some of those customers back to re-interview and say, 30 hours later, this is the concept we heard you say. We heard you um, ask as a need for the industry here's what we've put together. And I tell you, the feedback was, wow, this is what we need. This is where we need to go. They're very excited for what we are potentially going to bring to the industry. It was a great process.
0: So out of everything, your entire experience with Imagine 365, from when you submitted your idea to when you participated in the design sprint, uh, what do you think was your favorite part?
3: Normally, I'm very product-driven. I like to see the individual. At the end of the day, I always like to look over my shoulder and see what tangibly did I get done. I love the clickable prototype where it's headed, but I think my favorite part, and I was shocked, my favorite part is how our team formed into a team. And the people brought ideas to the table that I hadn't thought about, and through the diversity of the team, the strength of the team and the attitude, I would say our team had extremely high attitude and aptitude. Attitude will take you 90% of your way through life. And our team had an incredible work ethic that we never gave up. And it's just that to me was hands down. If you could put one thing on a banner of Moody's, I would say we got the skills. And now we just need to take that and gel it and put it together, do something with it.
0: After three full days of brainstorming and collaborating, Rocket Insights took everything we discussed and created an amazing prototype. This helped turn Doug's idea into a reality.
6: My name is Rob Adams. I'm a principal designer at Rocket Insights. I got to take part in this uh, design sprint uh, with Moody's and, and I think it was super successful.
0: How long have you been with Rocket?
6: Approaching three years. So yeah, it will be three years this November and it's actually been pretty interesting because so the way that the design team uh, is resourced out at Rocket with our clients is that we have one client at a time which is kind of different for, you know, for an agency. But with that, I was with Bose. Bose was my client for like two and a half years. <laughs> and wow. then, yeah, so then after that, uh, that uh, project ended, it's been really fun for me to be able to take part in like, you know, one week design sprints um, just to kind of like flex this other part of my mind, or you know get to work with other people, um, get to solve other problems um, so yeah it's been it's been interesting for like the two and a half years to just be with one client and then just ever since it's been kind of all over the place
0: that's wild. What is it like to like totally immerse yourself in something like completely brand new and completely different from the last thing each yeah. week
6: yeah, I mean okay, so that that's interesting so so, previous to working at Rocket, um, I uh, it was my f- I, I worked for a company called Virgin Pulse, and that was my first time uh, being on the product side of things. And previous to that, I was at design agencies, just you know, doing design work. Um, and so, I there there were aspects of both that I really liked. You know, like I liked. Uh, the variety of working at a more traditional design agency. But then being on a product team, I liked being able to iterate to solve a problem. Um, And so then going to Rocket Insights, it was uh, the best of both worlds Um, because we're able to just focus on one thing at a time. Um, So it's typically not as like, you know, just like one week at a time. Sometimes hopefully what happens with these design sprints is that maybe a sprint is a week or two, but then the team can continue to to build uh, build upon uh, what we all did for that week. You know what I mean?
0: I see. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So then it, it kind of goes forward and you can really kind of iterate yeah. upon what you
6: already did. Yeah. But then also, I, I guess sometimes what does happen is then the prototype that gets built at the end, that's used to, to sell just internally the work to get, to get the okay for it to, to move ahead.
0: Sure. And so, speaking of this prototype, like, when we were doing this, I was expecting it to just be some, like, you know, basic wireframes, like an action or something, where it's just kind of, like, black and white. But you do, like, visual design and everything, too, in the span of, like, a day. How, like, what, like, magic sorcery do you have? How do you do this? How do you turn it around so quickly?
6: So, um... Yeah, uh, so what I leaned very heavily on a lot of work that uh, other rocket designers have already done with Moody's. Um, so, you know, if there was something like a form field or, or, or just cer- certain things that I'm sure have been designed good enough already that I, I just didn't want to spend time working on that, you know, because there was, there was enough to do. Because actually the prototype that we ended up, building was pretty pretty robust and a little bit I think a little bit larger than I was expecting it to be um, but yeah so it's yeah it's just kind of trying to uh trying to lean on work that's already been done uh you know not reinventing the wheel when it doesn't need to be um, You know, uh, Nathan did a great job of, uh, you know, he provided me with a lot of other kind of like design systems that he had come across or that he had worked on that was like, here, like, just just use this. You don't have to worry about, you know, making everything from scratch.
0: Sure. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. There's more ways to help make it scale so that you can... Not have to spend time on the little
6: things. Totally. And, you know, and that's like, I I forget at what point, but, you know, I think at one point during the sprint, uh, it felt like we were kind of getting into the weeds of like, well, what are the charts going to be? And what's this going to be? And, you know, then so it's easy for us to say, like, don't worry about it. We'll just like talk through it. Um, You know, and just be like, this would be a graph that would be something important to you. You know what I mean? But then when it comes to actually designing something or just throwing something in there, um, not really knowing anything about like lending or farming that I couldn't even begin to like, uh, like, is a bar graph something that would be useful? You know what I mean? Um, so like I, so that kind of tripped me up and got me a little stuck in the details to the point that I I was, you know, uh, on Thursday night, I just kind of stopped and just like threw something in there and just waited for reaction in the morning. Because, you know, at that point, like I just, like I said, I just didn't know enough about either field.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you don't want to turn wheels if it's like not going to get anywhere anyways. Exactly. And yeah, exactly. that makes a lot. So what was it like working on our project on Doug's idea? Like, what was that like for you? It
6: was awesome. I mean, I think I thought it was so cool that like he essentially won the sprint. So like I, that was very, very fun to be able to participate in something where, you know, where like we were the prize, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so that was kind of cool. Um, I love the idea. I, I I just love the idea in general of like, of helping farmers. Um, yeah. Uh, so that, that was super exciting. The team itself, I thought was amazing. Um, because there was, everybody was just so in it. And, and participated uh, the entire time. Because sometimes what can happen is it, you know, I understand, like, three full days is a lot of time to, to, uh, to devote to this. Um, sure. But you get the best results when, you, when the key stakeholders do commit to that time. Uh, otherwise, a lot of time is spent sometimes, you know, like, catching people up or if somebody's not there for a certain part and then they're not sure why decisions were made, because decisions are constantly being made at a rapid, rapid pace. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just I just I had a I had a blast on on this sprint uh, because you all just were so in it.
0: So there you have it. Imagine 365 from start to finish in a nutshell, except it's not really finished. And I hope it never does. Doug's idea is currently being worked on as an actual product, and we've continued with more seasons of Imagine 365. All of us are surrounded by talented and smart individuals. I'm continuously in awe of the great minds I encounter every day. These minds come up with good ideas and they take good ideas and collaborate to make them great. Sometimes all you need is a way to expose that.
3: You at least need to take the idea and plant seeds. It's just like farming. You put seeds in the ground in the spring. You don't have your instant harvest things take time to grow, nurture, and then eventually the harvest comes. So it was a great experience to everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to our show. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to our podcast. To learn more about innovation at Moody's or to share your feedback, please contact us at accelerator.moodysanalytics.com. You've been listening to Magnify, presented by the Moody's Analytics Accelerator.